Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the BSA History Podcast. This week, Miss Cartmel and I discuss what we were doing in our Easter holidays and the um, looking at the benefits of the current situation as well as what to look forward to this term in our history lessons. Good morning everyone and welcome to episode 9, almost double figures, of the History Podcast. I'm here with Miss Cartman. Hi, everyone. And what we've decided for this uh, week, we're, we've just, just come back from the Easter holidays. We're going to have a quick discussion about what we did during our Easter holidays. I'm sure it was quite similar to yours, actually, in terms of staying at home. Uh, but just a quick announcement. We're not going to do our History Awards today because we've got about five or six weeks left um, of teaching and then we're kind of going into the exam mode. There will be some form of exams at the end of term probably that you'll do from home. Um, so we're going to do our awards in five or six weeks, I think. And it'll be a nice way to kind of round off yeah. the, the history year rather than do it now when we've still got a bit of time left. And try and build you up a little bit before the exams. Exactly. So you've still got six weeks to do some phenomenal work and to change our minds and, and, and to, to really fight for those awards. Um, which, of course, are very prestigious. Very. It's a bit like the Oscars. More important. <laughs> the BSA <I> History <laughs> Awards. So it's, <laughs> locally, it's very, far more important, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so what we're going to do today, we're going to have a bit of a general chit-chat, I think. We're going to look at what we're doing for each year group for, the, um, for this term. The topic is coming up. Some really interesting ones coming up. Uh, we're going to look at the benefits of the curfew because we're very, very positive in the history department. Um, and we'll just we'll talk about some good work you've had as well, some fantastic work in some cases, um, and just generally entertain you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what did we get up to during the Easter holidays? Um, well, it was very quiet, the Easter mm. holidays, and I did enjoy um, that element. Um, I must confess to wasting quite a lot of time on things like Netflix yeah. and doing a jigsaw and um, reading. Not a waste of time. I it wasn't the, the crazy baked bean jigsaw that was impossible, was it? No, but it is proven tricky and it's not finished <laughs> still. <laughs> um, and when I do finish it, I will not be starting another one for a while. <laughs> Um, I've been watching the Rome series on Netflix and just finished Julius the um, series on Julius Caesar, which was really mm. exciting because he makes a visit to Alexandria and met Cleopatra. Very good. Um, so I've enjoyed that. Interestingly, do you remember Michael Palin? Mm. He did Around the World in 80 Days yep. trip. It was a, a British TV show a long time ago. And my father sent me the clip of him being in Alexandria. Oh, and it was 1989. Mm. And not a huge amount has changed. Far more traffic. Um, not during the curfew and things, of course, but generally far more traffic. But the, the horse and carts are still there. He took a ride in the horse and car. He went to Ramel Station. It was as crazy as ever. Um, yep. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, my Easter holiday, um, yeah, relaxing. I think is the word to, to put it. My sleep schedule got a bit messed up. I was definitely getting up. I've always been a person that gets up at about seven 
or six, you know, during yeah. during school days, seven at the weekends, and I'm off playing golf, etc. However, during the holidays, we can't go out, um, or we can't go in and go to go to a sporting club or anything. So I was just sleeping in a bit. Mm. So I did feel quite lazy, um, but again, perhaps sometimes you need that a bit of downtime, so. relaxing. Yeah. I, I realised how busy my life is normally. Yeah. I'm either at school, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm making resources, I'm having meetings, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm going out, I'm doing the exercise. I'm, uh, and then you kind of get like one hour in the evening. Yep. And now I've just had lots of Netflix, same issue. Yeah, the screen time needs yeah. to be worked on. Yeah, I will, be, I will make a confession and perhaps you can send in your average screen time. But the other day, my screen time was about nine hours. Now, three hours of that, I think, were Zoom meetings. But the other six is quite shameful. <laughs> um, but I'm getting really good at Candy Crush. So that's excellent. Anyway. Um, so that, yeah, so that was my holiday. So it, was, it, was, it was very relaxing. Um, coming up for this term, we'll start with year seven. Hmm. And year seven, we've got, um, we're sticking with our, our medieval theme, but we're looking at what I think is probably the most interesting topic of the year. Um, and that is the Crusades, because Excellent. the cru- yeah, it's fascinating. You've got a lot of um, key. Should they be called the Crusades or the Frankish invasions? Indeed, uh, you've got a lot of, and that's again looking at perspective. So we're going to look at that. We're going to look at it from both um, the European Christian point of view and also the Middle Eastern Muslim point of view, and look at look at you know because again, although we don't really have things like the Crusades anymore, mm-hmm. we still have a, a, you know, a, a big uh, problem in um, that region yep. uh, based on religion. Uh, so we're going to look at that again. It's, it's another example of past and present and how things change and how things stay the same. It's very, very interesting. And also Egypt had a, had a key role um, uh, in the Crusades. So um, it's absolutely fascinating. So the next six or seven weeks I think you'll really enjoy uh, the year eights the year eights are going to continue with World War One um, so we just looked at um, propaganda posters mm. at the end of last term and we'll now continue and look at the way the war was fought why there was stalemate um, and we'll work towards getting to its conclusion I remember when when the year eights were in year seven they did Roman propaganda posters mm. And I remember Abdullah Osman did a very good one. I did have some fabulous um, posters. Yeah. It's very, very good. Yeah. They're a nice class here, very lovely class. Uh, year nine, uh, I've, mess- I've sent you a, a lesson uh, either yesterday or today, depending on which class you're in. Um, so you know that we're looking at nuclear weapons. And it's, to me, it's a fascinating debate. Um, and we're going to look at um, the only ever use of nuclear weapons against an enemy plenty of tests of course but against an enemy um, in 1945 and I'll give you a bit of a clue to help with your homework it's kind of ushering human beings into the nuclear age and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing Um, and we'll look at whether President Truman was correct or incorrect, and really your, your viewpoint will be determined by whether you think in a kind of militaristic manner or if it's more, you're more of a kind of looking at it from a, a moral or ethical standpoint. Um, because certainly 
there were huge repercussions um, from dropping the bombs. So that's year nine. Um, and we're going to have an online conference slash debate hmm. at the end, which we'll very do nice. using Zoom. So I'm very excited. Year 10, they've just started doing Russia. Uh, 1905 1924 key period in russian and world history with the introduction of communism uh i've had some great work from um or to uh, essays from jasmine thank you and mimi's been sending me her work as well so thank you for that um year 11 year 11 um we've just got work this week and i've posted a geography i'm going to use the word quiz oh, very nice yes. very nice so just to see how much they know about that period. And oh, we could do a history department quiz oh, online and get the kids yeah. to, to join Best using Zoom or something. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I will look into that. I'm a bit like Trump at the moment. I'm kind of thinking as I'm amusing as I, <laughs> uh, as I talk, as I present, which is not a good thing. Um, just to mention some really good pieces of work. Um, year seven, uh, generally... Very good work. Uh, big shout out to um, people like Salma and Sophia, who constantly doing brilliant work. Um, Farah as well, Farah Darwish, very, very good uh, work. So well done. Uh, in the year nine, um, I've already mentioned year 10, in the year nine, some excellent essays before the holiday. They did a timed essay. Mm. Uh, and looking at why Alamein was so important, the Battle of Alamein. And some great essays from Zane, Leah, Daniela, Alia, Jana, Rania. I mean, it's excellent. Nor, Ghana, uh, et cetera. So well done. Um, Eunice as well. So keep sending those in. And thank you to everyone. Uh, any great examples of work or good work? Yeah. So as I said, there was loads of fabulous um, signing up for World War One posters. Um, mm. I which I think are fantastic. They really uh, propaganda posters. I yeah. I love setting that because. And it's a shame we're not here because they'd go so well on the wall. Yeah, and it's a really good way of because a lot of clever thinking goes mm. in propaganda posters. Why I love. Absolutely doing it with year nine recently and i love just kind of analyzing them and looking at every single detail because it's not a photograph you know everything has been put in there for a particular reason yeah and you can argue whether you think it's this reason or this reason um we often say that you know the, the color red is a good one you can argue about because does it mean urgent imminent important or does it mean like blood Represent AX in danger, etc. And that's that's always a key argument. And that, that one always comes up when we look at the um, the World War Two posters and certainly World War One as well. Um, brilliant. So what we thought we'd talk about today, um, and a bit of a piecemeal mm. podcast. Look, that word is a good word. Um, Heathrow Airport was created piecemeal. Oh. Right, yes, this is, this is my fact of the day for you. Um, basically, it means it wasn't designed as one huge uh, airport at, at the same time. It's been added to bit by bit. Um, we thought we'd look at the benefits of the curfew because I think we need to look at the positives. Um, we've now been doing this for six weeks or so. When yeah. did we? March the 12th, I think it was, that we... If you remember, think back to when we, we, we um, closed the school because of the storm. 
Yeah. It was the storm initially on the Thursday, that the, the big storm of 2020 that never really appeared. Yeah. Um, and then we weren't back in school because they closed the schools on a Saturday. So I think it's, it's about six weeks, six, seven weeks that we've been in this stage. So hopefully we're all kind of used to it by now. I think the initial part is... Well, I think the first changed. big benefit we should mention is the health benefit. Yes. Um, that in Egypt we have still very low cases of the coronavirus. Um, so it seems to be working. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the statistics... Certainly. I mean, Egypt's not a small country. 100 million people, you know, mm. give or take. Far larger than uh, the UK. Uh, and if you compare the cases, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's tens of thousands more in the UK. And the US, of course, almost got a million. Um, so Egypt seems to be doing um, pretty well. So hopefully that continues. Um, there are other benefits. There are, there are other benefits, and we're going to discuss those now. You were talking about the streets. Yes, I'm very much enjoying less traffic, quieter streets. Um, I'm trying to have a 30 to 50 minute walk every day, which is much more enjoyable than it would normally be, um, given the lack of cars. I even had a very friendly policeman stop the traffic so I could cross Abu Ia yesterday. Oh, very nice. Yes. Doesn't happen often. No, very, very nice. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm coming to school each day. It's only a five minute walk to school. Mm. Um, but I have been out and about and, 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 and kind of taking walks and doing a bit of exercise and things. And certainly the air feels fresher. It does. It's nice breathing in. You can kind of, you know, uh, a couple of times I've walked down to the Cornish and just walked along um, early in the morning. And, it, you know, it, it you can kind of like taste the sea air now, yes. whereas before you couldn't. So I think that's, um, that's really nice. Um, there are some pictures floating around on Instagram and Facebook and things of the colour change yes. of the water as well. And the water apparently is, now looks far more, um, you know, back to the old days of its, of its beauty. Um, what other benefits are there? I had definitely, I mean, you mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I've definitely had more contact with my family. In England. Yes, me too. Um, that's really honest. good. And we're kind of getting into... Um, at first, we didn't really have much to talk about because it was kind of, you know, what are you doing each day mm. while I'm just staying at home? <laughs> you know, it wasn't really the most interesting. But we've now worked around that. And so we're doing things like family quizzes. Oh, nice. And, you know, and, and kind of um, presenting things. And this is what and uh, you know it's, it's so you kind of get used to it I think and you kind of yeah. you learn to deal with it and having yeah we're certainly having we're challenging each other with my family are huge on quizzes so we um, challenge each other with, with quizzes all the time um, so that's nice yeah there's more time for reading there I'm is enjoying that um, I'm looking for activities that don't involve screen time and so reading has become something I'm doing on a daily basis yeah no, very good. Um, and certainly, if you, you'll be emailed or, or on Instagram, we are going to do a reading challenge, a BSA reading challenge. Oh, yes. It's linked to the English department, but it's everyone, really. Yeah. Um, your new timetable for this term has a reading slot uh, on Which it at the end great. of the day. It is great, and it's it, and it really real helps. Luxury. Yeah, and it really, really helps uh, promote. So we're going to do um, something along the lines of you know, the, the, 
the most avid reader, so the person that reads um, the largest number of words. So I think on AR, accelerated reading, you can check how many words are in your book, for example. Um, if we can work that out. So really, really excited about that. Uh, that should yeah. be fantastic as well. And reading is definitely a positive. Um, yeah. And, it's, and I think also it's just, a, you know, it's not going to be forever. Going back to reading, mm. with, um, there's loads of great historical novels out there. Yes. So, um, just to name um, Harris, what's he called? Harris, who wrote, um, he's written books about the um, volcanic explosion in Pompeii, mm. Very interesting. Nazi Germany, um, you know, a really wide range of um, historical periods. So, um, and historical periods, as you mentioned there, that kind of leads me on to our, our, our final thing for today, which is, if you remember a while ago, we asked students to, we asked you guys to write us questions um, about us or history. Um, and we had some fantastic questions, um, like, you know, how old are we? <laughs> and, <laughs> and other questions. Um, but somebody asked, and I can't remember who it was, so do remind me, except off the top of my head here, I, I wrote it down, um, but I can't remember who it was, said that if you could only teach one topic over and over mm-hmm. for the rest of your teaching career, you know, and that was the only thing you taught, what would it be? Now, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, wow, that's... Because I think initially you think, well, I'll just do my favourite topic. But actually, it might not be. It might be the one you find most interesting or you think that students find the most interesting or you get the best discussions out of. So um, I don't know whether you want to go first or you want some thinking time. I can go first. No, I can go. Okay. Um, I would definitely go for something with contemporary um, relevance so that I think so that there would be a bit of change Mm. in the teaching because what's happening... Um, is always changing over time and there were two topics that came to mind um, and I'll tell you both of them and then I'll tell you which one I'd probably pick so the first one that came to mind was slavery um, with year eight we look at um, how the slave trade in the Americas um, and of course modern day slavery is a really um, big issue mm. so um, and and less well known and less because well it's known. very much kind of hidden and discreet isn't it which is, yes. which is a problem yeah yeah. Um, so that's one option but the other option I think is the one I would go for um, would be to teach conflict and peace in the Middle East which is a topic we do a little bit in year 9 and um, as a whole unit at GCSE um, and obviously it helps us understand why there is the problems that there are today but also we can link it to um, issues that are going on today and we live in Egypt. And, we live and in Egypt's Egypt. a, big, a big player in that you know, yeah. throughout the last 70, 75 years now, really. Um, I also really enjoy um, learning about the different interpretations of events mm. and how, um, coming, coming from Britain and using British textbooks, we have a particular bias. But I'm always after other opinions. Um, so how a topic is taught in national studies and... Um, Talking to the um, national studies teachers about this, I find it fascinating. Mm. Um, and the students themselves, their family backgrounds, that has um, brought interesting dimensions. Yeah. I think I, think I mentioned it before, that I mentioned about my, my discussion on the golf course. 
um, a few months ago, and we were talking about um, one of my one of my golfing friends, a very very respected uh, photojournalist, um, and he was talking about what we taught mm. at school for history. And obviously, I was saying that it's a bit different when we do national studies, but in history, you know, the history lessons we teach. Um, and I was talking about the different subjects, Romans, archaeology, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned the Suez Crisis. And he was like, I've never heard it called the Suez Crisis yeah. before. Because obviously British textbooks call it the Suez Crisis because the Brits were kicked out of, of, uh, of the, <laughs> of the yeah. Suez area. Um, whereas Egyptians don't refer to it as that. So it's very, very, so it's very, very interesting. And, and, um, and I point that out that now. Yeah, and, I, and I, I point that out now whenever I teach. Um, mine would be... It's not my most, it's not my favorite historical topic because that is Russia. Because Russian history is, one, it's very mm. broad, but it's fascinating. But mine would be the nuclear weapons debate that we're having with Year 9, just started. And the reason for that, well, the number of reasons for that, really. One is obviously it's a very, very important event. Um, but also, history has had throughout the centuries, you know, millennia of human history, it's had a number of different countries that have been, or or groups of people that have been the most powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's changed. Look at the Mongols under Genghis Khan. You know, where's Mongolia now in terms of the, you know, the the global power stakes? It's not particularly high. Um, But at one point it was. um, The Roman Empire. Italy today is quite a powerful country, but he wouldn't call it top, uh, top five. However... With nuclear weapons, that's potentially changed things for a long time because the nuclear countries, the ones that have nuclear weapons, are automatically the most powerful. The ones that don't aren't. And there's no way really you can get into that nuclear club. Countries that try, like Iran and North Korea, uh, uh, have heavy sanctions thrown at them etc so is this and again this phrase new normal is is coming into our daily lives Um, in terms of how powerful countries are is there ever going to be a change you know it's it's one of those it's one of those fascinating things to think about and if you could jump forward you know 300 years and see what happened to america or what happened to you know britain i think it would be or china i think it'd be very very interesting um and also there's also like i said earlier the moral and ethical argument are are huge um just out of interest and this kind of shows that how even in today's society we don't quite know everything that's going on all the time have you heard about what's going on in north korea Kim Jong Un. Um, is, is he missing? He, this is the thing. Nobody seems to know, and I think um, Maybe he's we will. Down with COVID nineteen. Perhaps, perhaps he is. I've heard everything from. He's absolutely fine. I've nothing to worry about, and to the fact that he is um, perhaps seriously, seriously ill, and uh, you know, it's one of these very interesting things that even in today's uh, world of the internet and and satellites and you know. All this information flying around. We don't quite know everything. We don't. It's quite fascinating. Anyway, we'll leave you on that note. Um, and uh, again, any suggestions for next week's topic, um, let us know. Otherwise, we'll come up with something very, very interesting, I'm sure. I feel like it's raining. Is it raining? It's a strange thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, stay safe. Uh, keep going with the schoolwork. I know it's, as we said, it's a strange time, but I think we're getting through it, and it will soon be mm. summer. Okay. 
Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye.